This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. One, and we are recording with Mr. Frank Polo running for Congress out of the great state of Florida, I believe. Well, I mean, I shouldn't get that wrong. There's a silhouette of Florida over your shoulder. Um, but Mr. Polo, please introduce yourself to myself, to me and to all my listeners. Yes, uh, my name is Frank Polo. I'm a, uh, actually, I'm the kind of guy that uh, Democrats don't want to see in Congress. Why? Because uh, I'm a Cuban. I escaped Cuba back in, in 1995. So this is something that is, is kind of uh, unique. Um, so, so being a, being a refugee from Cuba, you have a, so like, so like a lot of people, especially in the 2022 midterms and for all future listeners today is Monday, April 25th, 2022 at 508 PM Eastern time. There are a lot of military men and women running for Congress this election season. And it kind of makes sense. You have these people that dedicated their lives and some sacrificed their lives and lost people that lost loved ones that lost their lives they have a, I would argue, probably a greater appreciation for this country than someone like myself. And I love this country, but I never served. And so that makes sense. If they see the erosion of civil civil liberties, uh, most notably freedom of speech, uh, questionable election in 2020, that they want to defend it because, well, it's not that they want to defend it. It's that they've shown through their words and actions by the virtue of the fact that their career military men and women that they have defended it before. And so really it's kind of a continuation of defending it, but instead of with guns and helicopters, it's putting on a suit and going to Capitol Hill in that vein. I would imagine the only thing comparable to that is someone like yourself that lived in Cuba and you. That's right. I, I escaped Cuba back in 1995. Actually I got here in 95, but I escaped in 94 I went, I was sent to Guantanamo Bay for 10 months. I was there. I actually got to work with the military. I was a translator for them. And that's precisely where I learned English in Guantanamo Bay. And when I, when I was in Guantanamo, I learned how to appreciate this country, this country that once got me in the, actually escaping out of Cuba on a raft. So I was coming looking for freedom. And then when I got to this country, uh, I just got on the, you know, the rat race, like many people in this country, you go to a school, you learn, you get a job, you start working. And then eventually I built up my own company. I was, uh, I had the company in 14, 14 countries around the world. But uh, I mean, I never realized the way this country was going towards communism. And it was when I got into law school that I realized that we were going the wrong way. I saw when President Trump uh, ran for office, when I said, well, you know what? I mean, this is this person for uh, President Trump is just talking about things that nobody ever talked about before. And when I compared that to what I lived uh, back in Cuba, I said, we are going just towards communism. 
So that's when in 2018, I got involved in, in politics. I run for office at the state level. Um, I found so many things wrong here locally in Miami-Dade County that uh, I just jump into a lot of issues. I jump into the corruption in the family court system. I jump into the, the issue with the, the elder population we have here. And especially now that we went through all this pandemic, uh, a lot of people are moving from other states to Florida and a lot of el elder people, uh, um, individuals are losing their homes. They're losing the, I mean, the ones that are rented, they're being kicked out, out, of, the, out of their house. Um, those are issues that nobody's addressing here in the county. Um, besides that, uh, we gotta also, we have to get jobs back into, into the economy. We gotta bring uh, jobs that we have lost with this administration. Uh, one of the things that is one of my priorities to work with uh, other members of Congress to get the Keystone Pipeline, uh, sorry, to get the Keystone Pipeline project back on, on track and try to, to reinstate that project. Um, like that, I have many things that I wanna cover for this community. I've been working directly with the community for, for a long time. Um, I think it's, it's, it's the right moment right now for me to step up and just not only fight for America, of course, uh, but I fight also for this community that has been left out uh, by our politicians for a long time. So I think it's, uh, I'm just, that's why I'm running for office because I believe in the American dream. I believe that America deserves better. I, when I came to this country, I wanted the best for my children. So what I see now is that uh, we are not on the path to live a good future for our children. So, Would you go back onto one of the first points you brought up? If I heard you correctly, you said the sure. corruption of family court. That's right. Mm -hmm. could, could you explain that to me? Well, actually, Dade County is a county that if you have money and you have the right lawyer, you may get away with a lot of things. I mean, I have learned that the, once you are in family court, a lot of things happen there. Right now, I won't be able to give you examples, like specific examples, because we are, uh, there is a lot of things that I'm working on. But I met fathers that they lost the, the custody of their children because they, the, the system is corrupt. There, if you know the right attorney and the right attorney knows the right judge, they they may trick you and you may lose the, the custody of your children. So that's something that I've been fighting since 2018. And I, I truly believe that we at the at the Capitol Hill, we have to make changes in the, the legislature. I mean, we have to come up with a legislation to to, to improve this uh, family court system, which is not working for the for the people. Now, now, what would you? Because I can only imagine, right? If you look at the examples you gave about people, people all over the United States are fleeing their states to go to Texas and and or California. Um, the net the next natural progression would be 
you have to examine the things that are in Florida that make it attractive to people from the other 48 states, or including California, uh, sorry, ex- excluding Texas. So yeah, 48 states. You'd have to examine those things, identify them, and then naturally assume that those will be the next things to come under attack from you know, all the, really all the cultural Marxists in this country who are hell-bent on destroying everything that is the United States. What, what exactly are the things in Florida that people, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up is you have to find the things that people are fleeing their states to get to, and then those would be the issues I imagine you'd want to bolster and defend. So, you know, uh, not having to wear a mask, you know, less draconian COVID measures, what what really, in your opinion, as, as someone that's only been to Florida on two occasions, what what are the things in your mind that are so attractive to people from other states? And then what can you do to strengthen those and defend them from being because, you know, California didn't fall overnight. It was decades of a bunch of dirty communists basically raping everything that is great about America. It's a very slow, insidious product. Uh, um, process what are those things in florida that need to be defended and strengthened well um i believe that we have a taxation system here that is unique for the whole country and we have to protect it another thing that we have is the the tourist industry we have a a, a great weather which is something that a lot of uh, i mean there is no way you can replicate (laughs) that all all over the country but uh but uh, we have a great weather and we have a great very unique um, uh, governor that he has been doing what is right for the people. And that's something else that we're going to have to work on. We're going to have to uh, make sure that we clean the party also. Uh, We are not perfect in Florida, especially in Day County. I believe that uh, Day County has been infiltrated. Just remember that when you talk about Day County, you're talking about people coming from all over the world, staying in Day County. So when you have so many people coming, especially legal people, uh, they are bringing the interests of their own countries and their own probably intelligence services in their country to Miami. So Miami is a very difficult to deal with um, kind of a scenario because uh, our party, unfortunately, has been infiltrated. As you know, I'm running against Maria Baida Salazar. Um, It's not a secret anymore for people around the country, that Maria Alvaida Salazar is a rhino. So Maria Alvaida Salazar has a long history that I'm not gonna disclose the whole thing right now, but eventually you will be able to find a lot of information that no many people around the country knows. And I have access to that information. This is, um, when we're talking about our party, we have to clean our party, but still, when you talk about Cubans, you see that Cubans are people that love America, people that have come to this country and are grateful to America. Uh, even though we, of course, like any other uh, culture, any other um, immigration that has come to this country, we have problems. We have people that have infiltrated our country and are here in Miami-Dade County. So that's one of the things that I, that I would like also to protect I would like to protect the integrity of our election system in Day County. I believe that uh, up to now has been very pretty safe. I'm not going to say 100% because myself, when I went to, to vote, in, that was in, in 2020, 
uh, I was asked if I had received uh, a, a ballot and I had never received one. So that happened to me twice. And it happened to my wife also. So that's telling you that something was kind of fishy, you know. But um, I mean, otherwise, we have a, an electoral system that works and we have to protect it. Um, we got to make, make sure that the, the electoral system in the whole country is better. Um, besides that, I mean, what else can I tell you? Uh, we got a beautiful, beautiful weather, like I told you before. Um, we got companies coming from all over the world that wants to do business here in South Florida because of the taxing uh, system that we, we have in Florida. Yeah. Uh, in 2013, I got into medical school at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine in oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, at Jackson Memorial Hospital. I decided not to go, but yeah, no, it's uh, Jackson Memorial Hospital is also responsible for 50% of organ transplants in the Western Hemisphere which is pretty That's insane. Cool. Yeah. Um, I also saw a fully chromed Lamborghini in downtown Miami. So that was kind of cool too. Um, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I, I walked by it and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, is that, and I could just see my reflection. I was like, That's it's kind of sexy. <laughs> I want yeah, one of those. I want I've one of those. It. I've seen it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Just, just ostentatious wealth, but you know, um, it is. so um, now in what ways could you, and I know you said that you can't necessarily disclose it, but is there anything you can allude to or just generally sort of outline or dance around on why Salazar is a rhino? Um, I, I do agree with you. I think taking out rhinos is probably more important than even taking out Democrats, because at least if the Democrat, you understand who they are and they they oppose. You know, I'm not a I'm not a liberal, but, you know, I kind of respect Bernie because at least you, you know who he is for the most part. You know who he is. Um, I don't right. I don't agree with him. But you know who he is. There's nothing worse than a rhino because they are, or on the left, you could say like a dino. There's nothing worse than someone. I mean, right? That's the innermost circle of hell and in Dante's Inferno is betrayal, right? It's that's, treachery. That's right. It's, it's that's, that's the right. worst. That's the lowest level of hell is betrayal. And to me, there's something, especially in cities, about you can't fight the metaphorical war if you don't know that the guy behind you isn't going to shoot you in the back. And oh, yeah. so that being said, what ways could you, can you say that Salazar is a rhino? And on that same light, how would you be able to show that you're not? And I'm not clear. I'm not attacking you. I'm having you on my podcast. Clearly, I want you here. <laughs> that, that, that's but, fine. That's fine. That's what I'm yeah, here for. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I, could, I don't want you to be easy on me. I mean, um, just, uh, you just got to go. I mean, I'm just going to focus on the, on her record, she has been in Congress for a year. And during this year, she has one of the first thing that she did is that she voted for HR8, which was uh, a regulation to impose still more limitations uh, uh, to, to purchase a, a weapon. That's one of the things that, are, that I'm very respectful to. One of the two things within the Constitution that I really, really admire and I respect a lot I'm going to always defend is the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. And that's something that she came against. And then um, she voted for the January 6th commission. That, that was basically a wish hunt mm -hmm. uh, that it was initiated just to go after President Trump. Um, I, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not going to tell you, I'm going to be the, the guy that is going to be on President Trump's 100% of the time. 
But as long as he is what he is and the way that he is, of course, I'm going to be on his side because he's just, he's protecting the best interests of America. Uh, and that's how I look at things. So this lady, besides being benefited from, from saying that she was pro-Trump and all the things that are basically that, that, um, that campaign was initiated by the Democrats here in Dade County. It seems like they had an, an especial interest in helping Maria Salazar back then. So they initiated this campaign saying that she was a pro-Trump uh, candidate, which is something that we already, she was not. Uh, we already know that she was not. So um, after just uh, doing this, she went after Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, um, what I think it was, in, I mean, looking from my point of view, I believe that she was coming after the First Amendment because what Marjorie may have said before she was a congressperson is something that was before. So I don't understand how can the government come after yeah. you for yeah. whatever you freely said before you were a congressperson. I know when you get in Congress, you take other responsibilities and you have to, to be kind of like, you know, a little bit more careful about some things. All right. I, I don't know exactly what they sign when they get in Congress. It, it's like the police officer. When the police officer is working for the city, he has to, to be careful what, uh, with whatever he says. But uh, in that case, Marjorie Taylor Green. Whatever she said, it was before becoming a member of Congress. So she came after her uh, for this. Um, besides that, she voted for the the database to to keep track of uh, vaccination. And mm-hmm. um, she came. Uh, I mean, she just issued a, an immigration bill that she's planning to pass, which is keeping the door open for more people to come. After supposedly she said that uh, that she's gonna secure the border with all this, I mean she's asking for technology to be put, uh, placed on the border, and um, and surveillance. But uh, my question is this: What are you gonna resolve if you put uh, all this technology on the border, and you still allow people to become citizens after five years? So they're going to come through the border. They're going to keep coming. And five years later, with um, Maria Salazar's uh, proposal, five years later, they're going to be eligible to become a citizen. How can you possibly understand this? I mean, there is no no, proposal. There is nothing within her proposal that says, for example, okay, if you cross the border, then it's going to become a felony. And you're going to have to pay with um, jail time. There is nothing like that. It, it keeps the same, what I call now a, a, a joke. Because if you cross a border, what you get is, I think it's a, a, I don't know if it's a ticket or something like that. It's a misdemeanor. So it's something very, 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 how can you say it? Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and her legislation is just open borders. Basically, that's what it, what is uh, what is calling for. So that's not going to stop people from coming over to the U.S. And we're going to have the same problem year after year. Why? Because 
I mean, she's saying that it's for people that has been here for uh, five years. Okay, that person that was now for four years, next year is going to be here for five already. So he's going to be eligible to, to become a citizen. And this is what she's selling to the Latin community. And this is something that many people get engaged into and they believe that it's going to be something good. Either it's not going to be good for the Latin community and it's not going to be good for, for America. And then she goes like, well, I, I represent the, the Latin community. Yes, you represent the Latin community, but you represent the, the U.S. first and foremost. And that's the problem that we have uh, with Maria Vida Salazar. She doesn't represent America. Well, those were those were you just gave me some fantastic examples. She's attacking the Second Amendment. She's yeah, I guess your actions speak louder than your words. If you attack the Second Amendment, if you go for the January 6th committee and try to retro retroactively uh, <clears throat> penalize Marjorie Taylor Greene for the things she said before she was. A, so if I run for Congress in the year 2050, that means I got to be careful now. With No, 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 that's bullshit. And then setting up a vaccination program. I mean, there's. There is nothing American about that. And lastly, yeah, if you're putting the technology on the border, but you're a lot, you're, but you're, you're becoming the de facto party of, of no borders. If you don't need to openly come out and say no borders, if you just allow people to come over, slap them with a, a voluntary court hearing, say, I hope you show up on this date. And if you don't, we're not going to follow through. And then if you stay here for five years, you're a citizen. That is de facto open borders policy. It's just what it, it is. is. Open border. You, you can't. Yeah, you you can dress it up in any way you want, and then you could. Okay, but devil's advocate, you're putting all this technology on the border. That either seems like money laundering if you're not going to actually use it. That seems like money laundering and kickbacks, or it seems like you're setting up. You're just further increasing the power of this state. You can start with the borders. Eventually, it will go interior. What it is, is it sounds like a Florida version of like the Patriot Act. It's this massive surveillance power that didn't really stop any terrorists. But now, 21 years later, we still have it and no one really bats an eye at it. So so at, at best, it's money laundering. At worst, it is a power grab. Or or a kickback. Like you kickback, said before. yeah, or or yeah. a that's what or, I believe. At worst, it's the it's the enhancement of the power of the state, the almighty boot, and thus the further erosion of civil liberty. So yeah, no, I would say that I, I, don't... I mean, I mean, when I'm talking about this, it's just basically the bare minimum that I can say about her. Sure, because I mean, if you go back to her her past, she went to Cuba fifty nine times. I escaped Cuba. Back in 1995, I have never been back to Cuba. And she's gone back 50. And she's been 59 times. Okay, she um, married a communist, a Nicaraguan communist member of the Sandinista. That's how they call it in Spanish. It's it's basically the, uh, the communist party in Nicaragua. She married this guy. And she traveled to Cuba a numerous of times. And she was trying to open a, a news bureau in Cuba, which is something that you go like, wow. <laughs> I mean, you don't have family in Cuba. You don't have any, <laughs> any ties with Cuba and you're going to Cuba. And then she was the only one that ever, ever interviewed Fidel Castro through Rockefeller. Oh, shit. Through Rockefeller. That was a reception that Rockefeller was doing for, for Fidel Castro in Washington. 
So, I mean, when you start looking and putting together, when you go to law school, you, you learn a lot about how to put in that, um, that stuff together. Yeah. And that's, I mean, there is something fishing about her relation with Cuba. Uh, it is kind of concerning to me that a lot of people that support Maria Vaira here and many people that support her in Dade County, they had either been an officer of the Cuban intelligence Mm-hmm. Or they had some kind of uh, ties with the, Cuba, the Cuban regime when they were back in Cuba. And that's, that's really concerning. I mean, are you going to represent Cuba or are you going to represent the United States of America? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm Cuban. I'm not going to tell you, oh, of course, I want the freedom for my people. Definitely, I want the freedom for my people. Sure. Of course. But I have to protect America first. And then... We're going to have to, like, like this country, this country has always been the country that has helped everybody around the world to be free. I, I understand that that's something that we will always do as a country, but we have to protect the best interests of America first. And that's where she's failing. And it's not because she's trying to, to help Cuba. She's not going to help Cuba. She lied to the Cuban people. She said that she was going to put internet in Cuba. Where is that internet? She lied to them. Why? Because, I mean, when I used to be a system engineer also. And when you, uh, when you, when you are going to get internet into a country, you have to put the equipment inside the country. Satellite internet, you have to put it inside the country. And how can you possibly get into Cuba and put internet in every single house to give internet to the Cuban people? This is something that she has been spinning around here in Dade County, and people believe that 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 she that she's she's going to do something for the Cuban people and she's going to put internet. So this is the kind of person that we have that is not honest. It's not a person that is reliable. It's not a person that is 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 the way that I look at it, and it's my opinion. She's a traitor. Yeah, she has trade. She has um betray america she has betrayed the the republicans the real republicans i just gotta make sure that i make that that difference yeah because um there there are a lot of people that are are no they don't respond to the best interests of the republican party and uh, the best interest of the republican party to make make sure that i'm clear about it is just the best interest of america the republican party the the real republican party represents the best interests of America, the values that made this country big, that, that made this country what it is today. Um, and I'm not sure if you're aware of, um, there are several ports in Florida that are owned by China. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. What, what would you be able to do about that? Because that's insane that China well, owns our ports. Well, that's not the only, the only issue here. We have here in the county a lot of companies that are owned by the Cuban government. Have you heard any uh, member of Congress talking about it? And that's something that everybody here in the county knows. Uh, everybody goes like, how come we have a, a company that built, um, I think it's called the Brickle Center. The, the company that built the Brickle Center is building hotels in Cuba. How can you possibly understand that? 
where is the the nexus where is the 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 tides and of course uh, let me tell you something i'm going to tell you why i believe that maria elvira is making sure that the border is open that's where the cuban cuban uh, intelligence services um come agents come, come through and not only that we got a uh, 20,000 visas that were given to to the cuban dictatorship back in 1995 those are being used for the same so these people many of them they they even come on on, on an airplane to our country and they have a support system here in Dade County that is incredible. So those are the things that we have to fight against. Why China has a few ports here in, in the U.S. I, I got another another thing. I got a plan to to just make sure that we survive this China. Uh, how can you call it? Uh, like explosion, uh, economic explosion. We have to stop them. Yeah. Because if we don't stop them, they're gonna not. They they're not gonna own the the United States. They're gonna own the world. Yeah, you have to and stop there has them. To be a balance. There has to be a balance. Yeah, you have to uh, stop them. We have to stop them while you still can, because right now they're economically rising and their military is rising, but we still have the upper hand. You gotta squash them now, or at least bolster your own defenses against them, because that's they right. uh, they're we not. We have to struggle. I mean, we have to to kind of like you know prevent them from growing anymore, uh, at least economically. I have a plan for that. That's something that I haven't made public because uh, uh, I mean, of course, if I say that, uh, they they're gonna come up with something really quick. But that's something that I want to work on. I have an idea. I think uh, also that the U.S. have failed greatly in just leaving Latin America. Like if, you know, don't even worry about them. And the, the communism movement has taken a space, a lot of a space in Latin America. And that's a, an opportunity that we lost. We could have made Latin America our partners. And that's something that would have stopped China, would have stopped uh, Cuba. Cuba is all over Latin America. This is incredible. I mean, they own Latin America. Just such a small country around the corner. They they can take over this country if we if we are not careful. And why is it that our, our members of Congress don't talk about this? That's something that is, is kind of worrisome. Raises some questions. Are they ignorant or are they complicit? Um could you... go for the second. Yeah, uh, so would I I don't think. I don't think China is usurping us from the outside. I think they are wrapping their tentacles around the levers of power from the inside. It, it, you have to what, is it is, what is the easiest way to get their own people inside here? Just the immigration system. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to do some spec op shit. Just have them come walk across the southern border. That's right. I, if you have the Cubans that they they can legally come here and just get it. Uh, and guess what? Now you get a rafter, the real person that is escaping the regime. What do they do? They send them back to Cuba. Oh, they get the guy in the, on the border that probably flew from Havana to the border and walked through. Oh, no, that, that guy is welcome here. How can you possibly understand that? Or, or they get the 20,000 visas. I'm talking since 1995, more than half a million people they have sent to this country. 
let's say that half of it is just spies or people working for the Cuban intelligence. Come on, we got it. We we have to stop what's going on in this country. Now, what would you do specifically to bolster uh, the border of Florida? Because I mean, that's that's really all you can do is you have to focus on right the state that you're running for. What would you do uh, that Salazar is not doing? Is there anything well, uh, that you could just list right now? Uh, uh, right now, I, I think uh, I would work on on just getting legislation to make illegal crossing the uh, the, the border. Not illegal in the sense that uh, let's do it a, a misdemeanor, another misdemeanor, or whatever. No, it has to be something that is going to deter people from coming over. But um, I mean, from the federal government, that's what you can do. You can just stop the American borders. Now, Florida as a state has their own powers to police the borders and all the things. And that's something that I won't be able to get involved into. But uh, in on the national level, yes, I'm going to work on the border. I'm going to do whatever it takes to secure that border and to, to do something serious about the border. Do we, do we need uh, uh, the, the Latino people uh, to be legalized, eventually we're going to have to do it. But not while we have the open borders. That's crazy. That's crazy. How can you possibly, and that happens, that happened back in the, in the 80s. We had, a, a, we had a lot of Latinos legalized, and then a few months later, we had a lot of illegals here. And that's not what we need. We have to stop this once and for all. And then we ha- we're going to have to improve our, our vetting system, uh, the immigration vetting system, because we are allowing people from Cuba that I know. I mean, people, since I'm running for office, people call me every day and they tell me, hey, do you know this? Do you know this guy worked for the intelligence services in Cuba? And now he works in a radio station. Hmm. What do you mean? In a radio station? where he has access to people to, to convince people to vote for Maria Alvarez Salazar, which is, by the way, what they're doing. So how come? They even clean her image every single week. They what? They clean her image. They, they clean her image. They, they like, like, you know, they, they try to, to mislead people to think that she's... Oh, 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 clean her image. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I didn't understand you. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the Q one saying. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> we say they, yeah, they're cleaning her image. Image, yeah. yeah. I, I thought you were saying image, like 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 Amish. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, right? It's um. So now we've got about fifteen twenty minutes left. To I am kind of and I'm curious about this more. I'd have interviewed a lot of people running from Florida to Washington State to New Hampshire to. Uh, Georgia to Michigan to New York to Massachusetts. I'm kind of interested in just more of a personal curiosity. What are some national issues? I'm, I'm admittedly I'm not even entirely aware of what they would be. What are some national issues that you would have to be concerned with as a as a potential congressman? Because it wouldn't just be Florida, right? It would be when Congress votes on something, you'd be part of Congress. Um, what are some more, maybe not necessarily Florida-centric issues, but national issues on your mind? Well, I, I think um, we have to preserve our, like I was telling you before, we have to preserve our independence 
uh, especially in the in the energy sector. We have to make sure that America is energy independent, and that's something that we're going to have to work on. Uh, the border is something else that we have to do something about it. It has to be fast. It has to be fast. We cannot be waiting on this. Uh, internationally, I think uh, we have lost a lot of uh, space in Latin America. Uh, I don't want to say much about it because I'm going to release probably part of my plan to Latin America. I believe that uh, that I can make a great work with Latin America recovering uh, well, the space that we have lost in Latin America. And I can work also with the Latin community so they understand that our party is not the party of the those ra- uh, racists or, or Nazis, like, like they call us. Uh, and we have to do a lot of work. Nationally, we, we have definitely uh, the issue in Ukraine that is worrisome. And that's something else that Maria Alvira wanted to to set a no-fly zone in, in Ukraine, which would have put us in, in direct conflict with uh, with Russia. Um, that's something that we're going to have to put more sanctions, but real sanctions on, on Russia to stop that. I believe that uh, that's another issue that uh, eventually we're going to have to take take care of because um, the administration, I'm not a a big believer in in sanctions, uh, but but if they're well implemented, they help. And that's what I think uh, we have to do. We have to do that with Cuba. We have to, if we have sanctions, we have to make sure that they are really implemented. And no, it's not something that they're going to laugh at us just saying, this doesn't work, and this is, and that's what Cuba has been doing for many years. Uh, I think I believe that uh, the Trump administration was misleading in the Cuban, the Cuban case, and there was much more that we could have done to to make sure that the Cuban regime doesn't abuse their their people. Um, it was never done. I think uh, the Trump administration was one of the ones that did the most, but still there there are other other things that I I rather not to talk about right now. But uh, we have to make sure that we stop them because this is what they do. Every once in a while, they send people over to the United States. A lot of people they have sent over seventy four thousand people already. So they send these people to force the administrations to talk to them and to get concessions from those uh, the administration, in this case, from the Biden administration. And that's something that we're going to have to stop. If, if Cuba is going to play the game of sending people, that's going to be considered a, a threat to the, our national security. They have to stop that kind of practice that they've been doing since the 60s. And that's something that has been going forever. Why? Because they, they're going to keep... A, bringing people that are, they don't have in mind the best interests of America. They have in mind the best interests of Cuba. So we got many things internationally and we have many things in the national um, context that we, we're going to have to work on. Um, could you go into a little more in, in detail on, uh, on let's, hypothetically, let's just say right now here in Congress at this moment, what would, what would you do about Ukraine? There's no right or wrong answer. I'm just curious. 
Well, uh, I'm going to have to see all the, the economic uh, sanctions that we can put on them, find out what are the, the things that we have available in the congressional level, uh, and try to, to, to put pressure on, on Russia and their, their allies and the people that is doing business with them. Uh, but uh, something that really works in the international arena. And um, I'm gonna have to find out exactly what other what other tools we have. I don't believe that we should get in, into a war with Russia. Uh, right now, we're providing weapons to Ukraine. Um, I don't know. I believe that that uh, that's something that I'm gonna have to find out what other choices we have. But as long as we got more um, strict sanctions that we can we can use against uh, Russia, uh, I would support them. But I don't I don't believe our country should get involved in the in the war directly. I don't think it's I don't want to say it's not our problem because it's it's not the proper thing to say. It's not but, our it's not our it's war. Kind of, yeah. It's it's kind of like you know something that that is not in the best interest of America at this point to get involved in. Yeah, it's yeah the correct yeah the correct wording isn't it's not our problem more so like we just did twenty years in a quagmire in Iraq and Afghanistan and spent seven trillion dollars and lost seventy five hundred lives and, and killed, so are people dying and killed one point five million civilians. I'm not. I'm not chomping at the bit to go hop into another war. Right? It's also easy for me to say I'm 31. I'm not in the military. I'm not going to mm-hmm. be drafted. They, I, I, I don't. The people that are calling for a no-fly zone, they're not going to go to war. They're, they're not, not going to go to work, or, or their children are not going to go. No, to no. It's going to be a bunch of of, of uh, it's going to be a bunch of poor kids getting sent over there. I'm going to be slaughtered and then in 20 years we're all going to be sitting around going how do we get sucked into ukraine and it's like we did it to ourselves so it's my heart goes out to, like yeah, that sucks like i'm not doubting what's going on that what's going on there is horrible but man like what it is it is horrible the, but it's where's the obsession with sorry go ahead Sorry. <laughs> okay, what what's with like this obsession over Ukraine, but nobody gives a shit about Yemen or Syria or all the African nations that were drone bombing or whatever the genocide in Darfur that we never addressed. Or currently, what about the two million Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps in China? Kids being separated from their parents permanently. That's right. Where where's no, we got we got bigger problems inside the United States. Like I was telling you about the courts, we have to fix the system because a lot of children in our country are being left without parents. Yeah, and they the go courts, to fl- the, the courts are corrupt, and, and there is something that they they call the the discretion. Uh, sorry, the discretion of the court that they wrongly use this like every single day to separate families. And those are issues that we have. We have people in the streets that are living in the streets, veterans. Yeah. Veterans. We have people that are, that are, are now in Dade County. Uh, I'm just going to give you an example. The house, that, the apartment that cost probably one, uh, 1600 a few months ago, now costs to, for you to rent it uh, $2,600 in Dade County. 
So the person that is living off social security, the, the elder person that is living off social security, how is he or her going to pay for, for this? Those are the issues that we have to address. Our, our military is for exceptional uh, circumstances, and this is not one of them. Yeah, it's it's you have inflation, you have no borders, you have inflation. Yeah, yeah. It's so many things that we have to take care. That of. it's not even it's, it's something like nine eleven. Nine eleven happens. You kind of have to drop everything. Oh yeah, and go. And go. But oh, yeah. right now, it's like, dude, we just left twenty years of war. We're thirty trillion dollars in debt. We are at a at a point of polarization that hasn't been seen since the sixties and or the 1860s. We have 8% inflation. We have vaccine mandates. We have rampant censorship. That's why I got banned from YouTube oh, oh, talking about what's going on. Now is not the time to go fuck around with another nuclear power. Oh, no, definitely no. Definitely um, no. Uh, and I believe um, you, you said something and now it slipped uh, out of my mind. It, you, inflation, you said 9-11. Well, yeah, 9-11, now that you, you're talking about 9-11, I think uh, we, we should allocate more resources to our intelligence services. I don't understand how can uh, foreign uh, powers can put their people inside the U.S. Yeah. and nothing happens. Nothing happens. I don't see anybody being indicted in Miami-Dade County for for for. Um, for uh, working for another uh, country, I don't see anything happening in the whole country. You never hear anything about uh, an spy being captured. Uh, if you hear something, it's once a year, uh, and this is serious. We have these people inside our institutions. It's, it's, no, it's not anymore inside our country. It's inside our institutions. Yeah. Um, one Those thing are the things that we have to address. Well, another big thing back to the uh, the Chinese owned ports is uh, I found on a CIA veteran countless times. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the Club K missile systems, Club dash K missile systems. They're cruise missiles that can be that can be fully contained within a shipping container. Wow. <laughs> the launch, the launching mechanisms, everything, the the operators, the entire thing can be in a in a shipping container. Un, that's, that's indistingu- indistinguishable from those on 18 wheelers out on the highway to those on shipping uh, on, on container ships or those being stacked at ports. Now, if China owns those ports and there are tens of thousands of shipping containers coming in every day, the nation that just released a bioweapon onto the world if you're telling me that they're not looking at putting a cruise missile with an aerosolized bioagent on those in the ports that they own, they have a gun to our head. And maybe that's why you don't see us doing things to them. Maybe our people are complicit or even not as bad. Maybe they know that we can't fuck around because they have guns at our head. Maybe we have the equivalent guns to their head. I don't know. But man, China is not nice selling to ports to us. Like that's so there's if you want to talk about intelligence services and and I'll 
I'll email you a link of a, of a great discussion about Club K missile systems, how they can fit nuclear warheads on them, how they have all the tech. It's very cheap. It's in this, you can't you can't detect it. You'd have to X-ray scan every container. Yeah, you put them right on Florida. You've got a revolver to your head. Do you know that Cuba, just 90 miles away from here, has a bio, um, bio, bio, how you call this, biological... Biological weapons program. Bi- biological weapons um, lab. And oh, they, I, I believe it. They, they've been working on that for, for many years, back in the, from the, I think it was back in the 80s that they created this. Yeah, I mean, so, but you look at the Cuban Missile Crisis and that whole concern was, was uh, ground-based intercontinental and medium range ballistic missiles on Cuba, 90 miles away. Well, what about when they're in the ports or forget forget that, put it on a shipping container, slap it on an 18 wheeler, go drive it inland. You, you wouldn't need that. You could go drive into any city you wanted. I I hope our, our customs are, are working well and they, they, they are doing what they are supposed to do. Sure. But But what if China owns the port itself? Yeah. But I, I I mean, I hope they don't have access to just getting to the country or whatever. I hope, I hope that's interesting to know. It is interesting to know. And that would be something that I I mean, if I get in Congress, I'm going to be looking into all these uh, things because it doesn't make a lot of, a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I I could I can set up the interview. I could get an interview with the CIA agent. We could talk about it. Hopefully, we don't all get killed. But like, I mean, that's absolutely something they're doing. It's like that's happening in Florida. It's no, 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 no. It's it's scary. Doesn't it's scary, and um, we have to do something about it. But um, I mean, there there are so many things that we have inside our country that we have to work on it. And as long as we keep electing just people that is going to go to Congress just to be in front of the cameras and just, um, I don't want to use that word, but uh, basically bullshitting the people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah as long as we get these people there, we are not going to get anything done. We are not going to get uh, America back in track. Uh, a lot of people are, are always like very emotional about saying, well, uh, we're going to get our uh, President Trump back in office. Uh, I, I'm kind of a skeptical to the fact that even if he gets in office and we still have rhinos in Congress, they're going to try to to prevent him from doing much. And that's why we need a Congress that is going to be working with the, the president and not against the president. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm all for Trump getting back in there. I hope he does. My yeah, logic, too. my logic is, is let's not count on that because look what happened last time. And we just assumed you, would, you can't, but that just goes for life in general. You can't count on that's one right. person to save that's the right. day get up and do it yourself and that's, that's right so hey it'd be great if trump went in i'd love it i'm not oh, going to yeah. count on it i'm not going to depend on it i'm not going to rely on it i'll be pleasantly surprised if it happens but we need to get up and do things ourselves which is why i'm interviewing candidates like yourself now because that's someone why, has to do it that's why i i see a lot of people that are uh, i mean when there is no a presidential um uh, race they don't even go out and, and vote. And that's what yeah. I tell people. You got to go out and vote. I mean, even, even if it's just for the local guys, the local guys are the ones deciding on your life. Yeah, the local much guys greater are impact. the ones that are spending your money. Yeah, yeah. Make sure that you have the right person there because, I mean, Day County, Day County has a, a budget that is huge. I think it's like 50, 50 billions or something like that. 
a year. So you got to make sure that you have people even here locally that are working for you. It's, yeah. it's not people that is working against you. Yeah. Um, in the final couple minutes and um, anything we didn't touch on that you want to touch on that I didn't bring up? No, basically, I think uh, we we touch up basically on everything. Uh, Elon Musk is is the owner of Twitter. That's yeah. As of as of something to celebrate. I saw that right before the interviews. For all future listeners, it's uh, April twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, at five fifty nine p.m. Eastern time. Let's see the Elon Musk Twitter. Yeah, Musk's on Reuters. New York Times confirmed Elon Musk seals $44 billion deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're winning. We're winning. And we got to step up and just and just fight. Well, fight. Yeah. This <laughs> country has always been about fighting. Uh, and that's what we're going to be doing. It's about we're fight. be fighting yeah. for America. It's about being the underdogs. I mean, we're the strongest power in the world right now. Think about how we were formed. A bunch of assholes in powdered wigs with fucked up teeth running around shooting redcoats with muskets. Like we did that. We we have the upper hand. It's a lot easier now. And that's right. And the good thing is that we got the the experience of uh, so many people coming from other countries and like me. And they they can talk and say, "Listen, this is this is a wrong way. We're wrong. We're going the wrong way. We gotta stop this madness. Yeah. The way that that the country is going, it has to be stopped. Yeah. And yeah. we're gonna do it." I know. I mean, I I know people probably Maria Alvira is just working for the wrong people, uh, and that's what's going on there. But uh, we got to get people to work for America, no, no for no for for them, no for any anything else, no for other interests. We need people to work for America, and that's precisely what what I want to what I want to do and what I'm gonna be doing. Hell yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna. It's dark. What well, we're gonna win? It's it's not hey, happening. Amer- America saved me before, so I have yeah, to save America yeah. now. Hell yeah, man! We're gonna win. Oh it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna take some effort, but we're gonna fucking win this thing. It's For gonna. Sure. It's happening slowly, but we're, we're. I have no doubt in my mind. We're we're gonna. You you can't you can't. I think America is is, is awakening now. Uh, um, uh, I mean, this is not about black, about Latinos, about browns that. Like, the Browns, the word that they used to, I, I don't even know what they're going to call me, but uh, it's, it's not about that. And they are making, they're making race, they're making uh, defunding the police and all these issues like, like if it was important, they got to stop all that crap. I mean, our police officers, that's another thing. We got to take care of them. They take yeah. care of us. Yeah. That's how it is. They take care of us. Yeah. Our, our military take care of us. Yeah. So, uh, and if you read um, what is it called uh, the um, uh, I forgot the name the the famous book about the war the the art of war mm-hmm. if if you read if you read the art uh, of war you understand that you have to to recognize that the people that work for you has to get I mean be taken care of yeah. That's what we got to do. We got to take care of our American people, the people that is working hard to make sure that we are safe. Yeah. And stop all the crap. I mean, it's not about race. That, that racial that, that racial division that they are trying to create and it has been going forever, it has to stop. It has to stop. Uh, and I've seen that in Cuba. I, I, I'm seeing that now here. 
And that's, they do it on purpose. They do it because they want to divide the people. If the people is divided, they can't we are going to be, we are going to, we are going to die. We all yeah. going to go under communism. Yeah. And we, we're going to be easier to manipulate. Yeah. You can't fight the, the power at the top if everyone at the bottom is divided. That's it's, right. It's, and that's what they're trying to do. It's, it's the oldest. I mean, it, it's been the playbook of dictators for the last 10 millennia is divide that's the people. Right. Um, right. Mr. Frank Polo, thank you so much, sir. I will email you this episode when it's up. Would love to have you on again. You're a cool fucking dude. And uh, <laughs> thank you, thank we're, you. We're gonna win this thing. It's gonna take a little oh, bit we, of effort. We're gonna hey, win. We, we we're gonna fight. I mean, I can tell you a lot about my campaign and what has been going with my campaign. But I, I was even threatened here in the county. So, when in the world had I? believe that I was going to be threatening in the United States by agents of the Cuban intelligence. Yeah. That, that's impossible, but that happened here when I was in, in, a, in a Trump rally. Yeah. Three guys standing by, they, one of them told me, oh, we're going to kill you. Come on. In America? Are you kidding me? And then when you call the FBI, the FBI takes 45 minutes to answer the phone and they... I had to Ooh, hang up. Yeah, they don't do anything. So we, we got to work on those issues. We got to find out why the FBI is not doing what it's supposed to do. Complicit. What do they need, what do they need to do the, the right work to, to go and get, a, uh, and get involved in what's going on internally in our country? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, we're going to win this. I'll, oh, yeah. uh, I'll email you this link when it's up. Like I said, I'd love to have you on again. Um, All right. We can go more into some issues. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for your time. I will put the links. Uh, email me, email me the links to uh, like your Twitter, Instagram, website. Email them to me. I'll put them in the description. I'll, I'll, I'll upload them. And um, yeah, man, we'd love to talk to you again sometime. All right. You too. Take All care. Right, Mr. Okay? Bola, thank you so much. God bless.